This bulletin, Aboriginal land rights champion Yunupingu dies in Anem land aged 74. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull says the Liberal Party is out of touch with the voters. And in sport, the NRL's policing, policing of the hip drop tackles comes under the spotlight. Visionary land rights pioneer Yunupingu is being remembered by his people as a giant of the nation as they mourn his death in northeast Arnhem Land. Surrounded by his family and ceremonial adornments, Yunupingu died peacefully at his home in northeast Arnhem Land this morning. The Youth Yindi Foundation confirmed. Yunupingu was a giant of the nation whose contribution to public life spanned seven decades and was first and foremost a leader of his people whose welfare was his most pressing concern and responsibility. Yunupingu was born on the 30th of June 1948 in Gunyangara on the northern tip of the Gulf of Carpentaria in the Northern Territory. He was Australian of the Year in 1978 and helped to create the annual Gama Festival, a celebration of culture that attracts prime ministers, industry leaders and ordinary Australians alike. He retired from his land council role in 2004. I plan to take a rest if I can do, do uh, things that is uh, with the families, uh, more involvement with, uh, with the regional uh, responsibilities. Uh, setting up economic propositions for not only for my own families but for other people. His fight to protect First, Nation, First Nations rights continued for the remainder of his life. The Albanese government has promised to provide resources to ensure the e-safety of First Nations children after a report found they are more likely to be exposed to harmful content or hate speech attacks. Released by e-safety, the report found that First Nations youths are almost three times more likely to have experienced online hate speech than the national average. It's also reported almost 80% of First Nations children between the ages of 14 and 17 have already been exposed to potentially harmful online material such as violent images or sexual content. E-Safety Commissioner Julie Inman-Grant says more needs to be done to protect young First Nations people from the impacts of negative experiences online. Nominations have opened today for traditional owners of country in Victoria to run for the second term of the First People's Assembly of Victoria, with elections taking place between the 13th of May and the 3rd of June 2023. The Assembly represents Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people on the path to treaty in Victoria, and the next term will negotiate a statewide treaty and empower traditional owner groups to negotiate treaties in their areas. The nomination period for candidates is from today, April the 3rd, to the 24th of April, with the voting available in person, online or via post. This is an opportunity for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to choose who they want negotiating treaty in Victoria. After a big loss in the Aston by-election, former Prime Minister Malcolm Malcolm Turnbull told ABC Radio National the Liberal Party is becoming increasingly out of touch with voters and must change course. Well, the Liberal Party has moved increasingly to the right uh, and the state of Victoria is very much a small liberal state. 
So the Liberal Party in Victoria and its federal leadership is increasingly out of touch with the people whose votes they need to win elections. The Liberals are trying to figure out what went wrong after unexpectedly losing the by-election in the East Melbourne seat amid rising living costs. The loss of the seat following the retirement of ex-Morrison government minister Alan Tudge was the first time a federal government has won a seat against an opposition party in a by-election since 1920. Former unionist and breast cancer survivor Mary Doyle won the seat with a 6.5% swing after cutting down Mr. Tudge's double-digit margin at the federal election to 2.8%. Former U.S. President Donald Trump's lawyers say he anticipates moving to dismiss the charges against him as he prepares to make a return to office at the 2024 presidential elections. It is understood Mr. Trump is facing multiple charges of falsifying business records over harsh money payments made to porn stars Tommy Daniels before the 2016 election. Mr. Trump, 76, is expected to be arraigned, fingerprinted and photographed in New York on Tuesday before flying back to Florida to address his supporters at Mar-a-Lago. Mr. Trump says he has never had so much support and love as he does now. No president in the history of our country has been subjected to such vicious and disgusting attacks. But they only attack me because I fight for you. It's very simple. They can't buy me and they can't control me. And that scares them beyond belief. Your contribution today will show the left that nothing can destroy the greatest political movement in history. This is the greatest movement in political history. There's never been anything like it. And starting from term 4, a mobile phone ban will be enforced in all public high schools in New South Wales as promised by the Minns government during the election. This move will bring high schools in line with public primary schools and schools in other states and territories. The Education Department will discuss with schools ways to enforce the ban, such as depositing phones on trolleys, using lockable pouches or lockers, or handing in phones at the beginning of the day. The ban will reduce classroom distractions, address cyberbullying, and, according to Premier Chris Mins, who spoke on Sunrise on 7 this morning, will improve student learning outcomes. But at the end of the day, we need to do it because I know a lot of adults find it difficult to focus at work with a mobile phone in front of them, but we're expecting children to put down social media devices and concentrate on classwork. It's just not happening. We believe this is an important step for New South Wales high school kids. Yep. The outgoing sex sex discrimination commissioner says Australia has made more progress on workplace sexual harassment than she hoped for. Kate Jenkins, who oversaw the landmark Respect at Work report, tells ABC Radio she started in the role with the aim of accelerating change and her national inquiry meant the Australian Human Rights Commission had come up with uh, tangible solutions. Uh, We've come a massive distance, probably even more than I had hoped. We've changed the laws, we've um, put responsibility onto employers to actively be stopping sexual harassment. Ms Jenkins says she knew that change took time but remained optimistic. She pointed to the revelations of sexual assault regarding former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein and the gender equality movement that followed as a turning point for Australia. Russia's interior ministry says a bomb blast at a St. Petersburg cafe has killed Russian military blogger Vladen Tatarsky. At least 25 people were injured in the blast.
Ministry sources said Tataski was presented with a statue which had a bomb hidden inside. Tataski was a vocal supporter of Russia's war in Ukraine. Last year, he posted a video from inside the Kremlin during a ceremony hosted by President Vladimir Putin. We will beat everyone. We will kill everyone. We will rob everyone who needs to be robbed. Everything will be the way we love. God is with us. Finland's Prime Minister Sanna Marin has lost her bid for a second term as her party was defeated by two conservative parties in a closely contested three-way race for control of parliament. The centre-right National Coalition Party has claimed a victory with around 20.7% of the votes, followed closely by right-wing populist party The Finns with 20.1% and the Social Democrats with 19.9%. Ms Marin has congratulated all the winners. This is a great day because we have done well in the elections. Congratulations also to the other winners of the elections. Congratulations to the coalition party. Congratulations to the Finns. Democracy has spoken. The Finnish people have cast their votes and celebrating democracy is always a wonderful thing. So, thank you all. Thank you for being here. Let's have a good evening and we also have a reason to be happy about this result. Ms. Marine, who at age 37 is one of Europe's youngest leaders, has received praise for her cabinet's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and for her prominent role in advocating for Finland's successful application to join NATO. And to sport, the NRL's policing of the hip drop tackles is under the spotlight after the three players were it was after three players were seen binned in Sunday's games. Marata Nukore, Delphi Nuken and Jaden Okunbo were all binned and placed on report and will be awaiting the outcome of the March Review Committee's findings this morning. The tackle, which is divined by a player dropping his weight onto the back of a ball-carrying opponent's legs, has been the scourge of the NRL in recent years. But in the case of Nukore and Finuken, it appeared as if the contact was accidental as defenders swung off a powerful ball carrier who had crashed through the initial tackle. New South Wales State of Origin coach Brad Fittler described the decision to send Nikore to the bin in the Warriors 32-30 win over Cronulla as harsh. And looking at the weather around the country this Monday, Broome, light rain, 32, Perth, sunny, 27, Adelaide, sunny, 24, Melbourne, mostly sunny, 23, Hobart, cloudy, 21, Albury, Wodonga, sunny, 23, Cumbler, Canberra, partly cloudy, 22, Wollongong, showers, 23, Sydney, also showers, 24, Newcastle, similar conditions, 25, Brisbane, showers, 27, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 29, Cairns, possible shower developing, 31, Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 28, Darwin, shower, 2, and a possible storm in the top of 33, and the Torres Strait Islands, light rain in the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 